I'd just like to let everybody know before we start the podcast, there may be the odd swear word during fighting on the inside. Also, some of the subjects that we cover, especially those surrounding mental health, some people may be affected by these conversations. If you are, then you can find information and help in the show notes. But please, other than that, enjoy the show. Right, guys, before we get started, I would like to say a huge thank you to our sponsor, NordVPN. Now, trust me, take it from me. If you're a boxing fan and you do not have a VPN service, I would highly recommend you get one. There's been plenty of times, so many times, where I've been wanting to watch a huge fight that is broadcast in another country but have not been able to. But if you go and sign up to NordVPN, you can digitally locate yourself within that country so you are able to watch any of those huge fights you wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Also, for just the price of a cup of coffee per month, a NordVPN account can be used on up to six devices, allowing you and your family to stay digitally safe when you're out and about or using public Wi-Fi. So NordVPN also protects you wherever you are in the world. And like I said, if you're a boxing fan, you need one. So before the podcast starts, press pause, go into the show notes, click on the link, and you can go and sign up to NordVPN. You'll get a huge discount plus a bonus gift. So NordVPN, thanks for sponsoring the show. And welcome to Fighting on the Inside. Let's get on with it. So, hello everybody, welcome back to episode two of Fighting on the Inside. As always, thank you so much to our sponsors, NordVPN, Pulse Roll, Wow Hydrate, and Real Power of One. Without these guys, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing, and as you all know, this podcast is non-profit and all in aid of Gloves Up, Knives Down, Anti-Knife Crime Charity. So, hosted by myself, Jamie Jewett. Myself, Johnny Nelson. Johnny Senior, Johnny Junior, so uh, all the Jags in one room. We've got three Johnnies and a Jamie, so it's interesting. <laughs> yes. Right, Thank so you. yeah, we got, well, what should you say, the Romford Bull Army, Lieutenant and Captain, what, what, what's, what's your... I'm, more, I'm more of a general, to be honest. Yeah, so. general. <laughs> he's the general. I don't, I don't do any of the work. You've got to give it all to him. So all I've got to do is get in there and fight. He has to deal with the tickets and the organisation. So he can take any title that he wants. Can, can we, before we start, can I ask something? Who wanted to box? Did you want him to box or did he want to box and he taught you into it? Well, I, uh, I used to box, yeah. believe it or not, years ago. And I've always believed it's a great sport to get young people into for discipline. And we started him at the age of six just for the fitness. Wow, six. I put all my kids into it, all my sons. But he's the only one that took to it and loved it. So, you know, you can't force anyone to do it. Are any other boys still doing it or they have just completely dropped it? Listen, or? Henry Henry was pretty good, but he was he's a good footballer. He plays semi professional, so it it clashed. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um and William could be very good, six foot seven, nice long arms, but Is he he's six seven. He's got no discipline whatsoever, no uh no S dedication. So, so Johnny, out of the clan, out of our brothers, that who who was the toughest and as, as a youngster? It's probably me because I'm the oldest, but I've never. It's never really been a fair fight between me and me and William because I'd always be two years older than Emery and four years older than William. Yeah, but the reason why I asked because when I was at home, I was a crybaby. I was a proper yeah. softy. So when I boxed, even as I was world champion, my brothers and sisters were like, "But you're soft. You, you, yeah. what are you?" It's and crazy, they just yeah. couldn't get their head around it. Obviously, you'd have to be a hard man to do no. the job, but no, it's true. But well, Emery and William, listen, I wouldn't say any of them were soft. They were. William's got an angry streak in him. Henry's got a streak in him. So we've got it all in us, a little a naughty streak. But, yeah. 
you've got to learn to control that, I think. And yeah. uh, being brought up the right way is important. But it's interesting you say that because a lot of people go into boxing, they're not these hard, tough guys, and they, they find the way into it uh, through boxing. They find that mean streak in them. Listen, that's really interesting, and we're going to go into that. But first of all, I just have to ask you guys, because I absolutely love your story. Uh, your whole family are just cult heroes um you've just been catapulted into the limelight i like you've got this sort of i, I always explain it as like a gavin and stacy appeal of like that really relatable family and since you've started boxing you've become super famous big john you all like you you've got this catchphrase bash give us a couple of bushes quickly bash, bash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lovely bash. um so how did that happen like what what I'm more well known it. for me Chinese to be truthful with you. I say <laughs> I say Bosch, but like, I do these nightclub appearances, and everyone wants to give a Bosch, but everyone wants to talk about Chinese. And we, it's is just it true you hand out kung pao prawns at these appearances? Prawn crackers. So, prawn crackers. Tell, tell, what, are these, what are these nightclub appearances? What They're um, for university students in proper nightclubs. So um, I've been doing all freshers week. What did you do? Just go and meet and greet. I was in Liverpool on Wednesday. I did an hour and a half meet and greet, and the queue had to stop because it was just still coming. <laughs> it's just, it, it's tiring to be honest with you. So, um, it's, hands up, it's enjoyable. Crackers, food feeds prawn crackers to people. Prawn cracker grands into the crowd. Yeah. Me, Henry, and William go to a lot of them. My brothers, and it's just crazy. Like people will get a picture with you, and that it won't just be like I have a picture and that's it. Once they walk away from having a picture, they go. Yes, I've done it. <laughs> completed it. I arrived like, in Liverpool. So yeah, this is like, listen, I'm just a normal man, right? father of uh, Johnny and, and my kids and everything else. I arrived in Liverpool, walk into the hotel, parked my car, walk into the hotel, it's about 50 yards, mobbed by Glasgow Rangers fans because it was the night after the Champions League uh, game against Liverpool. Wow. Like Rangers fans, you know, and it's just like... And this is all in the space crazy. of what, like a couple of years? It's not even that, one year. Five fights in one, one yeah. year, and yeah. this just happened like... I mean, obviously social media, has, it, yeah. it, we have to thank for this kind of thing. It, you know, Listen, it'll build us up and it can bring us down as well. So we just enjoy it, just enjoy it while it's there. <laughs> Which is why is. you're out there in the PA, isn't it? Well, you've got to milk it, isn't you? You said you was out, you were just out walking down the street because Henry's very good at the social media side yeah, of stuff. He was, he was filming yeah. you without you knowing, like I didn't know I was on Chinese. TikTok. And he said, excuse me, are you Big John? And like, he was asking you for pictures. Someone, like, yeah. Why am I asking me for a picture? And then he found found out he's on TikTok. And I yeah. said, why do you want a picture of me? I said, is it because of Johnny? They went, who's Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, went, I went, why do you want a picture of me? He went, you're on TikTok. I did not even know I was on TikTok. It's Henry. Johnny's like my yeah. middle son. He's, he's, got, he's the brains behind it. He's so, got to so, enjoy it while it's happening. So yeah. it must be hard, especially for your mum. You know, when, yeah. when yeah. you're fighting, you're, you're out doing your thing. It must be hard for her to... To, to get a balance she's got to be the queen she's got to be the queen yeah. listen like my wife Charlotte she she runs our family she's great she's great mum great Adrian. wife but um, and she's been fine with the, with the uh, nightclub appearances but I've had about 15 in a row I haven't been at home and she's been seeing like pictures like nothing happens it's all innocent but pictures of <laughs> pictures like I make sure when I have my photos taken my hands are like that you <laughs> know yeah. you but, um, wow. but but last night it all, it all kicked off a little bit when I got home and I had to sleep in the van so uh, yeah, it weren't good she, like, you see, you see she's message, still not talking to like, me there's people that do the events with you sort yeah. of thing like a big group of you like the reps will come and you say thank you for a good night and she's seen a message on your phone saying thank you for a, a good oh, night no. and I said, and I said really, have you, did you get home alright you know because they're young they're young oh. girls themselves young ladies but there's a few of them all innocent. I'm in my hotel room messaging, you know, everyone saying thanks for, yeah. and she's seen it and it's like, she's drove off in the car. Oh, yeah. Do you still live at home? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's, like, it's upset the balance and I'm like, hang you on, you need to stop this. arguing because you need to do the tickets. We need to get the balance to... back for his, because he's fighting, he needs to be calm. And... and she's got a big part of it as well. She does all my t all the, uh, all the, the admin side yeah. of the tickets and stuff. You sell them and she puts them on the Excel spreadsheet. She does the t-shirts. So, 
If they're arguing, then it's, it sods me up But listen, well. it's part of it, unfortunately. Maybe we've got two for the price of one here because the same question could apply to you. What did being tough mean to you as a youngster growing up? What did uh, it mean to you? Because you a, installed into him. As a youngster, my dad always, because like we're from like ex-East End, you know, we're all from the East End. Like you knew people and things like everyone says they know it. And your dad always installed into you. Don't let anyone take liberties with you. If anyone touches you, you go back twice as hard. And... I can see that, you know, I've instilled it into all my kids. Never start anything, but never let anyone take liberties with you. And I remember the first day I was at senior school, there was a boxer in there four years above, really good boxer. And he was coming up and he was having like a little bit of a joke. But I took my dad's words literally and I've gone to have him, like leave me alone. And he sort of just moved out of the way, patted me on the head and said, well done, son. But, um, <laughs> this lad did. Yeah, you know, he, he could have he could have took me to the cleaners, but where he was a boxer, he was respectful. But he, they were trying it on a little bit, you know, but I wouldn't let anyone do anything to me. I still won't, you know, but obviously you've got to know, you've also got to know when to run and when to fight. Yeah, yeah, You know what exactly. I mean? You've also got to know when you keep your mouth closed as well. Brilliant. So yourself, Johnny, what's your, have you obviously taken your dad's advice on board? How were you as a kid? Did you ever get, did you ever get into fights yourself? Listen, I never wanted to get in fights. You never, fighting is a last resort, always. And being tough is, is not about looking to cause trouble and pick on people. One thing I can't stand is people who bully other people. And that's one thing that would rile me up at school if I saw that. You want to get involved and, and do it in the right way and, and sort it out. But physical threats and physical violence is always a last resort. And if you have to defend yourself, you have to do it. Like you said, never take liberties with anyone. But if anyone tries to take liberties with you, you have to defend did yourself. They, did they try and take liberties with you? Was you big? Was you tall as a kid? I was big. I was big, chunky, quite chubby. 70 kilos at 10, 11 years old. So I was a big old chunk, like a little bulldog. But listen, no one really took liberties. There's one, one incident in year seven, someone tried to take liberties with me, like four or five kids in the, in the school playground. And I did give him an uppercut on the right hook and he, he went he went home, didn't he? But that's the only time I've ever had a fight in the whole time I was at school. Because you were pushed to it. Because I was pushed. Because yeah, yeah. I was just being wound up. And like, there's only so much you can take as a human being. Forget being a tough man. Someone's agitating you. It's not about being tough. You've got to defend yourself. And I don't want to fight. That's the only fight I've ever had through school. I never want to fight outside of school because what boxing teaches you is how tough fighting actually is. And if you fight the wrong person, you're in for a very, very hard night. Isn't work. it funny that in boxing, <clears throat> the most most of boxers I come across, they all say, "I hate bullies." Oh, I hate bullies because you, you and, and because we, you know what it's like to be on the receiving end. Yeah. But to be the guy that knows you got one up on somebody else and take, taking taking liberties yeah. with somebody, it's just not nice because yeah. as fighters, we know to hold it down. Yeah. I know I could do it if you wanted yeah. to, but I don't even have and, to tell you. And as you said, being a tough man isn't the man who can dominate other people. It's the man who knows that he can dominate other people, but he tries to bring them up yeah. and help them up. That's what being a, a good man is about. Forget about being tough. It's about raising other people up and trying to help other people. But then there's a switch because you're in a fight and you've got to throw all that out of the window. Yeah. And you, then you've got to be that person you're yeah. talking about right now. But can I say, when, when I was growing up, like I, you had a few fights like Johnny, but then you find a pecking order in school. You have a few fights and then it levels out. But when I was at school, it was just a fight. And you ended up probably mates with a person you had a fight with. There was no threat of knives or anything then. It was just a couple of punches and it was all over. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's different, that's different a, kettle of fish. That's the sad thing about these yeah. days, isn't yeah. it? But listen, Johnny, it, it's interesting because obviously we're going to have guests on this show that have different upbringings, yeah, different yeah. backgrounds. You've obviously been raised with really good moles and you've gone into your boxing career with a really sort of strong moral, moral compass. Definitely. 
Hello everyone. So, for those of you that may have noticed how good myself and Johnny have been looking throughout this podcast, that's because we are donning real. Now they produce high performance sportswear inspired by boxers. Boxing is as much mental as it is physical. And real believe that it's the combination of physical and mental strength. That is where your performance potential lies. Unify body and mind to realize the power of one. Real fights for enhanced mental well-being. So whether you're a seasoned boxer or new to the sport, Real will empower you to test your limits. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Real Power of One, and you can find their store and their newsletter over on realpowerofone.com. And take it from me, this genuinely is some of the most comfortable and high-quality sportswear that I have ever worn. So it's realpowerofone.com for sportswear inspired by boxers. And thank you so much to Real for sponsoring this podcast. Um, so let's get to that then. Let's let's talk about when you first walked into that boxing gym. Um, obviously, you know you, you've said your ideas on what being tough is, but how did you how did you handle that? What was what were some of the toughest parts? Were you anxious? Were you nervous? Were you, yeah. were you scared for the first time? Well, the being a big lad, were you still? The first thing I'll say I was scared of. The only thing I was scared of going into the boxing gym was the trainers. Didn't want to say you're that bad or you've done something <laughs> wrong or you're cheating. When they tell you to do 10 press-ups, if you do nine, you know they're going to count you. I don't find, know. Just, I'm not yeah. scared of... I was never scared of going in the ring and having a spar or having a fight. It was the authority of the trainers yeah. that I was scared of. And I think if you want to be a boxer, you want to do that, you, yeah, you get nerves, you get fear, but you've got to be able to overcome that. And there are times, I don't think just about when I was when I was young, but when you go and spar the Joe Joyce's or I was going to spar Tyson Fury, you've got to be stoic and a bit steadfast because you're thinking... What if it all goes wrong? Like going to spar Joe Joyce or Tyson Fury? What if it all goes completely the wrong way and I, I end up making a fool of myself? So I mean, you get them faults, but part of the challenge is overcoming that. And once you overcome that mindset, it becomes a little bit easier, become a little bit more relaxed, and every time it gets a little bit, little bit better. Would you say it's important for you then when you go and spar, especially with people like you're talking about the Tyson Furies and Joe Joyce? You've obviously got massive respect. You're five oh, yeah. fights in yourself. These guys are well seasoned champions. Like is it is it a case of pushing all those fear and nerves down? Did could you do that instantly? Is that is that the kind of person you are? Did you have to learn to be able to control those and do that? Yeah, or? because obviously the first time you do anything, whether it's sparring or riding a bike or anything, you're nervous the first time you do anything. And I have I have over the last few years learned to control that because when I first started sparring these professionals when I was like eighteen, nineteen, you are nervous. I remember going to spar Dave Allen when he was with Darren Barker. Mm -hmm. The first professional I ever sparred, and I was very, very nervous going to that. Done six rounds. I've never sparred six rounds in my life, I don't think. And I was getting belted round the ring a little bit by Dave Allen, but I stood in there and I was tough. And Darren Parker was there. He, t he would tell you, I just kept coming and coming and coming, taking it and taking it. But you are very nervous, especially the ones after that one as well, because you know the punishment that you can take. But every time you do it, and if you keep turning up, you get better and better and, and the, better. And, at and the with problem it. is, a lot of people mistake nerves for fear. Yeah. So when you're nervous, you think you're scared. If you don't, I, that's why. That's what how I started. Yeah. I was nervous. nervous. I was a nervous, nervous kid. Good. Yeah. Uh, but I always thought I was scared. I thought, how comes nobody else is scared? Yeah. But I was actually nervous. I didn't know that until I, no, I grew up. But then, when you understand to harness that those nerves, you can use it in your favour. Yeah. I was about to say, right. you're all boxers around here. Like, is that is that a real key thing to being a good boxer? Is is learning to use those nerves as opposed to? Well, I think the, you know, the best boxer. I think. That's ever put a pair of gloves on heavyweight Lennox Lewis. He knew how to control his nerves. He used to Good sleep fire. before a fight. You know what nerves? He they was there, but he had them yeah, under firmly under control. Yeah, yeah. And and don't get me wrong, some people that get nervous, they can use them in another way. You know, a little bit edgy, a little bit 
some people are good with that, but controlling nerves is what it's all about. And the biggest example for me, I know I'm only I'm only six fights in. I'm no by no means am I a world level uh, challenger. Am I even British level yet? I've now I'm, I'm at the embryonic stages of my career. But because I've been, that. because I've been because <laughs> I've been fighting in front of first a thousand or fifteen hundred people at the O2, then two and a half thousand of my fans at Ali Pali. I was sort of thrown into it straight away. Mm. And the first time I'd done it, my legs were really stiff when I fought uh, Torreira at the O2. And then the second time, it was just as bad because it was two and a half thousand people and I had a tougher opponent and I was second from top on the bill. But then the last couple where I fought at Sheffield, it's still a thousand people there. I've done it two or three times by that time. And it gets a little bit easier every time. Oh, and, I, and as I said earlier, I remember <coughs> seeing you in, in your second fight. Yeah. And, uh, and you were trying to blast him out mm. with every shot. And afterwards, it was you could see what was going on. Yeah. But this kid just learns to settle down a bit and use his pound harness it. Then let me bang on. Unfortunately, when people see that and you're saying that, they take it as a criticism. I think if, if someone's giving you some oh, yeah. constructive criticism, Perfect. then you think I'll take that on board. That actually works for me. Well, we were sitting at home because <clears throat> it was locked down, and like me and his brothers and his mum, you could see. Throw your jab, Johnny. Throw your jab. Yeah. And what you said afterwards was spot on. And I had people text me, "Oh, what's Johnny Nelson talking about?" And I said, Johnny Nelson has said exactly what Johnny needs to hear. You know what I mean? Because if Johnny did relax, or right, he got him out there in the third round, but if he did relax, it would have looked a lot yeah. better. Second fight, you're still handling them nerves. And it there. makes you a better fighter down line because you think, right, I'm not going to do the next, that next fight. Yeah. I know what I can do. When you need to do that, you'll do Have you ever, have you, I know you're six fights in, but have you ever, you're talking about spawn with George Joyce, Titan Fury. Remember those little mind games are probably set now for probably down the line. Have you ever walked in the gym to spar with these guys and thought, you know what, are they trying to put one on me? Are they, are they trying to fresh meat just walked in? That's what they're thinking, fresh meat Joe. walked in. Yeah, well, the your last, last spar with Joe. Joe. So after been in Vegas. Obviously, he's sparring with, uh, he was training for Parker, that happened recently, and we've been in Vegas sparring a few times. Me and Joe sparred countless rounds, and then on the Wednesday, the second from last spar, we had a spar, and then Salas said to me, Joe, Joe's coach, Oh yeah, we only do a light one on Friday. Gonna be a nice light spar. Because it was heavy spar. Heavy sparring, yeah. light spar. And I got in the ring on the Friday. I uh, got in the gym on the Friday, and I thought it's a bit of an air about it today. You know, like <laughs> Joe wasn't as friendly as usual, and like he was. And then one of the camera guys said, "Joe said he's he's really up for it today. Like he's really up for it." <laughs> and if you hear Joe Joyce is up for it, you know it's gonna be a hard. Yeah. It was only a four or six round spar. But I could tell, you know, the energy was different. And like you said, the different, the body language, the different things you can read in the gym. And I think Joe knew this is the toughest fight of my life. This is, I've got to put everything into this last bar just just to prove to myself that I'm prepared and mm. I'm ready. And he gave it to me for four, it was only four rounds, I think, but for four rounds, he was just constantly, constantly on. And, and this is something that happens a lot in boxing. I'm Anthony Joshua talks about the time when he sparred with Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury just yeah. up to the gym. Anthony Joshua probably saw more in that sparring session than Tyson Fury gave it respect or credit for. Mm, yeah. That's what gave me his confidence to think, you know, I could do it. Definitely. Yeah. But usually, if you're the most ex more experienced fighter, that's that, that's there. Sometimes you'll you'll hold back. You think, why am I taking liberties? I want I'm yeah. using you to sharpen my tools. That's it. So yeah. it's a false sense of security yeah. going through. But if you clock it. Like you clocked it going in. Yeah. That's the best way to move forward as a fighter. That's why I've got to give a lot of credit to people like Tyson and Joe Joyce because when I, it, when I very first started buying Joe Joyce, I think I had one or two amateur fights as a senior and he could have taken liberties with me and he could have pushed me too far and done six or eight rounds with me. But no, I was doing three or four rounds at a time to start with and now he's developed me and now I'm developing. When I spar him, I'll give him better work. So credit to these top level guys who let guy, like normal guys come into the gym who are, who are yeah. just beginning their career. Unfortunately, especially in, in, in Eastern Europe, uh, 
I used to be a sparring partner for about six years in Germany yeah. and and and, uh, and Poland. And what they the habit they pick seemed to pick was if they can't turn, kind of made the sparring or sparring partners feel crap about themselves, you know, put them in a rubbish hotel, give them yeah, rubbish yeah. food, yeah. Uh, and then treat them like dirt when they're in the gym. To me, I thought to myself, that don't make sense. You no. want the best of them. Yeah. So when my time came yeah. and I got sparring partners, I put them in a lovely hotel. I invited them around to my house for food, so yeah. they were happy. Yeah. yeah. So the spine was hard. So if the spine was hard, that means when I went to fight, I was better. better. So, so you learn from what you'll do when your time comes to bring your spine partners in. Keep them sweet. Keep yeah. them sweet. Well, Joe's, Joe's looked after you, hasn't he? Oh, massively. Well, that's what I'm saying. But in doing that, like you've just said, he's built you up. He's he's got you to a point where now, like, it's going to massively benefit him to yeah. build you up because well, you guys. Well, I won't like... forget how he helped me when I first began when I was a university student and he invited me out to Las Vegas. That was a dream come true for me. I had no idea that I was going to be a professional boxer then. I thought I was going to go and do my barrister's course and be a barrister. And I thought, what an opportunity for me to go and spar Joe Joyce in Vegas if nothing else comes but, of it. But trust me, I was privileged enough to see some of the sparring in Vegas and back in London, uh, and it was brilliant. You know, both of them. You wouldn't What's think that, that was, like you wouldn't think that was mates. Listen, that I know. Pride. Yeah, and it's good. Like, I've got a lot of respect for Joe as well. You know, he gets a lot of criticism unfairly, you know, and he's proving everybody wrong every day. Every day he gets into a ring. Um, to see him do what they do together... He's, he's, now listen, Johnny can hold his own for four rounds, but Joe can do that again for another mm. ten he's rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Just say this is a, a a good thing to sort of segue into here because it's not only the sort of skills and the anger and emotions and the control of those things the boxing teaches. It's not only the discipline. There's a certain brotherhood about it, right? And what we're talking about here is about getting inside the sport, helping each other out. That real form of unity for a sport that's considered to be one-man job yeah. it really is not is no. it? it's a team no. game yeah. Yeah. in under every respect the only time it's a one-man job well not even then i guess is when you step through the ropes when that bell rings to the uh to the the second yeah. bell ring at the end of the round then you are on your own yeah but all of this stuff you're talking about there is a brotherhood there is yeah. a, there is a, a real sort of definitely yeah team i think boxers it. know how hard boxing is yeah there's no other sport <laughs> like it i know like you've got other fighting sports but boxing really is test you to every and you see if the public saw in many gyms, they probably saw how you and Joe were in the gym. That's a show. That's a show on its yeah, own. Yeah. You know, the sparring, the the, the banter, the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, that whole family feel. And I know it's hard when people watch a fight and there's, there's two fighters with bad blood. That's not fake. No, that's yeah. for real. Yeah. Regardless, I want to I want to smash you, yeah, but yeah. after the fight, we're cool, we're all right. Yeah. Because it's it's it, everybody knows how hard it is. Yeah. yeah. But you talk about that brotherhood. You struggle together. Like even I was with Joe for a month. It's not just me and Joe struggling, but the, the strength and conditioning guy, the people in the camp with us, mm -hmm. you struggle together. And it's not as easy as fancy as saying, oh, we're in Las Vegas. It must be lovely in a camp out there. Yeah. Well, it weren't, it's like it's hell like every day. They was, they was killing. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I went and watched them at the UFC gym. And like my wife was with me and Joe Joyce, after he'd finished, Johnny, they're on the floor, couldn't even move. Mm. You know, I'm saying bye to Joe because I'm going to go and have some lunch and, and have a beer. And he's on the floor, couldn't move. But that's, you know, yeah. that's what you have to do to your body to... At certain times, result. not every single session, but like you're going to expect it a couple of times a week. You've got to push them boundaries to where you've never been before. So why did, when your dad took you to the gym, why did you not walk away like your brothers? I just, all like my earliest memories were even, it's not just you, like was it? It was my granddad as well. My granddad took me to every session as well. 
like religiously Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it was an awful. Because I was awful. with other sons like Henry yeah, and William football, football. So my dad, God rest his soul, was a massive help for Johnny. So for me, influence. it wasn't just about oh, I'm going to the boxing gym. I get to go to the, see my granddad every. Me and my oh, granddad were right. like best friends. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week we'd go to whether it was Ongar ABC or it was Hutton at one point, and it was a five star Horn Church. Like we went to all different amateur clubs when I was young, growing up. And then it was like the camaraderie of going, it's not just about the boxing, but after boxing, my granddad would go and take me to a shop, we'd get a bit of uh, spit roast chicken and have a bit of food afterwards. And he'd take me and get a little chocolate bath. I'd done well on, on a Friday. So it was it's the, the camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. And you do, you make great friends at boxing because as you said, you struggle, you struggle with them. You train hard. You build a, you build a bond with them boys that you train with. I've heard someone describe this. Obviously, a boxing gym is one of the few places you can find people from all walks of life, from police, policemen, criminals, all of this sort of stuff totally. with one common goal. And, it, and it's not only, like we said, it's not it, as much as there's only it's a sport, a single sport, a single person does it. You really help each other, even in an amateur gym or or a pro gym, whatever you're doing. Every single person in there has a role for everyone else, and you all build each other up. And to have all those people from different walks of life doing that. That creates like it really teaches you something. You've got, doesn't you've got it? What different races, different religions. Put things aside yeah. in one boxing gym, and they all feel as one. And how funny is that? The the one time where you can put things aside is when you're training to to punch each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's honest. It's, it's honest. honest. It's honest. It's an it, honest it's, raw. It's, it's raw. It's honest. Back. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you think everybody wants to pretend to be a fighter, the films they make, yeah. the the books yeah. they write, everybody wants the to pretend sections. to be. A, yeah. 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 <laughs> everybody wants to pretend to be a hard man, and even the people that you know the people that write stuff on on social media they all would love to be able to do what you do yeah. do what we've done but and so you can kind of understand where they're coming from but you just got to understand to put it into perspective and think not everyone can do what, no what, what do. johnny does and especially what you've done yeah. not it's yeah. that's why boxers are held in such high esteem because mm. to get to that very top is unbelievable. would you say there's a message out there for people that obviously whatever you're going through however you are outside the ring if you're getting into trouble if you're a little bit sort of misguided the sport and walking into a boxing gym could be the best thing you'll ever do i, I would say for me personally i think boxing should be reintroduced into schools into schools yeah, yeah you know not necessarily for fighting but just for fitness and camaraderie and everyone feels it together but yeah if you know boxing gym as johnny said with his coaches he can remember them now you know they're like a father figure to people mm. that probably haven't got a father figure. Yeah, yeah. Hi, guys. Quick shout out to our sponsor, Pulse Roll. Did you guys know that Pulse Roll are on a mission to get people moving? And over the past six years, they have built the UK's leading percussion massage therapy gun used by people such as Anthony Joshua. And Pulse Roll have created a current range of six devices scientifically proven to enhance recovery and rehabilitation. To find out why their range is so good and what makes it so good, visit PulseRoll.com where you can find educational content and blogs to help you perform smarter, recover faster, and keep moving. So that's PulseRoll.com. PulseRoll.com to help you keep moving and thanks to PulseRoll for sponsoring this show. What did, what did, it, add, what did it add to you, your character? Uh, as a, You're still a young man, but what... what can you imagine what you were like if you, if what sort of person you'd like your mindset would be if you never boxed? So what has it done to you or for you? It can humble you quicker than anything. Very you important You can get humbled very quickly by anyone and you spar people older than you, you, you realise that you're not the toughest kid on the block. Not saying I was walking around thinking I'm a bully, but everyone likes to think they're tough. Mm. Everyone likes to think it. And I, luckily I got into boxing from a very, very early age. But the people you're around in the gym, it, you put yourself into it. There is a pecking order still in that gym or like you do at school, but in boxing, it's so honest and it's so out there and it's so clear to see the pecking order. 
and you have to earn people's respect and you earn people's respect by being 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 kind being polite but training hard and putting hard work and effort in and I that's how you do it that's a key thing as well obviously i haven't boxed nowhere near to the level of you boys but um you know i boxed most of my life and that's one thing it did for me it humbled me for sure yeah um but it just teaches you so much about that word respect yeah teaches you a lot about yourself as well when oh, you're, yeah. when you're what you're made, that's what you're made of yeah. when, when <laughs> yeah. you're net ringing you, you can't breathe the heat's yeah. getting the, to you. The lessons never stopped because you've learned as a youngster. You've learned, and you're learning now as you're getting your experience coming through. Even when you get to the top, there's still so many things you've Definitely. got to learn. And and they always say the devil gets you at the, the highest part of your life, yeah. and that's that's the time where it's all going to come through. That's when the time when all that learning, all the experience you've gone through, is going to get tested. Yeah. Uh, so so I suppose up to this point, you've got to, got to think. You know, what, I'm learning from that. I've learned yeah. from that. And just remember what got you to this point in the first place. Why you did it in the first place. It wasn't for the money. Because I love you know, it. You love it. You love going to the gym with your granddad. Yeah. You know, you was you, you made friends in there. It was something you thought, I can do this. Yeah. You still got friends from now. You, know, you well. see people you ain't seen for 10, 15 years. Are, are, are most of your friends through boxing? Now, now, the ones you move with. Are, are the people, are your friends you've got with your dad are in the gym? Yeah. Listen, all them people that we met through boxing, like Alan Bush, who was my old boxing coach, you could ring them all up and if you needed help, they'd come and give you help straight away. That's the sort of as bond. Friends. You, yeah, yeah, as friends. Yeah. They're the sort of people, you don't talk to them all the time, but if you needed their help, they'd come and they'd call you up, you could call them up and they'd be there within 15 minutes. That's what boxing does, isn't it? Yeah. You've totally. got to respect. But you, on that note of about what we're talking about, being a tough guy and, and stuff like that, boxing teaches you that being a tough man doesn't get you very, very far. Indeed. Listen, everyone thinks they're tough, and we've all got to be tough if you want to be a boxer. But when you're going to spar the likes of Joe Joyce, Daniel Dubois, Tyson Fury, being a tough man is going to get you knocked out within two or three rounds. Yeah. So it's about being a smart man and using your toughness when you have to, when when it's a good time to do it. So if you translate that to what you're talking about with the gloves up, miles down, being a tough man on the street is not going to get you very, very far at all. That's a very, very good way of putting that, I must say. And thanks for saying that, mate. That's Put that in a nutshell better than I possibly could have hoped. Right, so let's let's take you back to your first amateur bout. How how was that? Obviously, first time you're properly competing, everything's on the line, you've done all the training, you've done the sparring, this is different gravy now. You're in there and it means something. Yeah. What? So that was when I was a junior, I was eleven years old. I had six junior bouts and four senior bouts, but this was two thousand eleven. Was it the sixth of May, two thousand eleven? Five star. I remember all the details about it. I fought Jake Walsh from the Isle of Thanet. Yeah. His name was, like, it's Kent, isn't it? From Kent, yeah. Yeah. He was a year older than me. I was 70 kilos, 11 years old. Like, big, chunky. Yeah. Like, not fat, but, like, puppy fat. Do you know what I mean? But I don't remember a single bit of the fight. I just Why? remember. For three, three one and a half minutes, I've never worked so hard in my life. And I've realised... I can't be eating all this rubbish. I can't be doing all this. <laughs> what the hell have I done? Like, what have I signed? Round one and finished. And all I remember is, oh my God, I've got to do that two more times. Do you feel like you're underprepared? What was? What do you think? What do you put that down to? Just the inexperience of being an 11 year old boy. And I was tr trying to throw lever. You know, like that second fight. I was. It was like that. Yeah. I was just trying to get him out of there. And I was winning the fight. I was dominating the fight, but I was throwing everything into every punch. Did what? you win? I won, yeah. You won. What, what, I won. What, um, so, so he can't remember what happened in the fight. Fill in the gaps. I can remember. It's at the Prince Regent rooms, like a dinner show. Really nice show. Um, and what Johnny just said there, both boys, the other boy was a year older. There's both thick-set boys just coming out, punch, 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 punch. And Johnny was, for the first two rounds, in control. Third round, the other boy started getting a bit the better of him. He was ducking a lot as well, And he was he? ducking a lot, and he was coming back awkward. on strong. And yeah. I think he was wilting, and I'm thinking, he could he could be in trouble here. But then, and I remember other people saying it to me, he come back really strong. 
So he finished really strong and finished the fight well. So how, how were your nerves then, John? Were you I feeling did, it, it for him? Because that's his yeah, first fight for you as terrible. well. Like. Listen, you know, anyone that's got a, a relative that goes through boxing, if you don't feel nerves, there's got to be something wrong with you, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. no matter how good they are, no matter how where they are in the, in the world, uh, you know, levels. It's just nerve-wracking, and all I can remember is we won had fish and chips after. No, there's one thing. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing that's getting me through it. There's one thing that's getting me through it that you were saying. Just remember, think about the fish and chips we've been having at the three fingers. <laughs> yeah. It's like creeping and in the, the corner. I, getting, yeah. I saw a pancake row in there the week before. And I thought, I really want that curried pancake it's a fish and chip shop. I'm that, not joking. That was motivating me meters. in that fight. That's one thing I remember at the, being between the rounds. Just think, you've got the pancake roll coming. You've got the pancake so, roll So after that fight, it didn't dampen your appetite to fight again? No. I thought, uh, I, thought I had five more... Yeah. Juniors, what it is, my, my my dad was ill with cancer. My grand, my uncle was ill as well. So that was great that they saw both it. There. A lot yeah. on your both mind, saw yeah. it, but they were still trying to be as normal as they could. Mm. And we all went and had fish and chips. So we'll always remember that. It was, it was you. Always remember my that. Granddad, my granddad's brother Billy. Yeah. Dave was there. Brother-in-law Dave Roy. Jimmy yeah. there. I think Jimmy was there. Yeah. yeah. You, see, so. you see, you see this. This this is what it's about. Yeah. It's, it's, family. Family. Yeah. it's that. It's that family. That is so sweet, even yeah. to hear, but you can picture it. It's a it's a night out and yeah. you're the entertainment. And then Johnny but, Johnny didn't have hundreds of people watching him then. There was it was we could count on two hands, you know, who was there watching. You could all squeeze in one car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just about. Well yeah. I could then, I was a lot thinner then. <laughs> but that's what it's all about, that feeling after a fight, win, lose or draw. You've done you've tried to yeah. you've tried to achieve something. And you've you've you dedicated all that time, and you've you've put yourself through a bit of a, tr a challenge there, and you you know that you proved to yourself oh, I can do it. No I pressure. Was there any pressure? You know, everybody, everybody important to you had come to what you. Yeah, it's still you. it's pressure because I want to do my dad proud, my granddad proud, my my uncle proud, and my 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 other uncles, my great uncle. But the pressure is on yourself. You you, you want you don't want to wilt under the pressure. You it, don't want. Is that still part of the motivation now? Yeah. I was just about Massively. to ask. I, I don't want to let myself of, down. I think it's a big part for Johnny. Now. Yeah. Can I ask as well? Obviously, the motivation there around the family. You want to do everybody proud, but obviously now, you guys being who you are now, being these huge TikTok, Instagram sensations, everybody loves you. Now you got to run for one for Bull Army, like like following you. And even your first fight, you had a lot of people there. Is there an element of that? Did that add pressure or did you feel it was the same because your core, you know, the, yeah. the core people you were trying to impress was, or at yeah. least make proud was your family? Was it, adds, it adds pressure in terms of you've got thousands of people there all screaming and shouting that you want to win. But the pressure in itself remains the same that it's I want to do myself proud, I want to do my family proud, and I want to, I'm doing it for myself. To be honest, all the negative, if you get any negative stuff, I'm lucky at the minute, I'm getting quite quite a lot of positive stuff, but negativity and stuff like that doesn't faze me at all mm. from people I don't know. The people I care about, the people that are, are around me and people who know what they're talking about, mm. I want to do well for them because if I know if I'm listening to the people that are doing well and they're praising me and people who know what they're talking about, that's more important than any stranger what they can say about me. Well, what a way to block out the noise, really, if you're focusing on what matters and then no matter what your what the occasion, like Listen, if Johnny, that's Johnny, your value, then you're 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 gonna you're gonna be fine in any occasion. Johnny can't you? train any harder than what he does. So yeah. whatever happens on a night, anything can happen in heavyweight boxing, no matter what level you're at. What's your he, goal, Johnny? Honestly, I get asked this a lot. Do I wanna be a world champion? That's my dream. Everyone dreams of being a world champion. Can I get there? I hope I can, but I know there's steps along the way. Even winning an English title, that would be unbelievable. Do you know the responsibility that comes with that, though? Do you think about the responsibility that comes with that? If I'm being honest, Johnny, all I think about is win the next fight, win the next fight, win the next one. The picture becomes clearer. And Nigel Ben was saying this to me when I saw him last year. He said, oh, when I first started, maybe I could win a Southern Area title. That's how I think. If I could win a Southern Area title, how bad's that? And if I win an English title... 
that's that's an unbelievable achievement. And it just if you do incremental little steps, that's how I go through. Oh, it, 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 the thing is, your steps have got to be, not be they've got to not got be, be your time. final steps. Yeah. yeah, you've got to think. I can remember Barry it opens a new yeah. pathway. I can remember Barry McGuigan every time he used to box, he'd say, "I want to get that world title fight," and and it was that was part of it. Thank you, Mister Eastwood. Thank you. And, and he was really, the build that was great, and he had all the violence behind him. Then once he got the world title, all of a sudden you could see Brendan, my my coach, my trainer, told me he said, "That's the that's the best you're going to get of him because he'd given himself yeah. his goal was to get to the top of the mountain, yeah, not to stay there, yeah." So once yeah. you're there and your, your motivation is you've got that hunter's mentality and want yeah, that. Yeah. Once you've got it, what you the do responsibility yeah. is to keep that motivation to think, right, this isn't, you know, I want more than this. So when I ask you that, you know, when I say, you know, do you know what the responsibility yeah. is? You want to go beyond that. You think, yeah. you know, I want this. Right now I want to get this. And that's the stepping stone. Then I want that. Then I want this. And when I've got to the highest, then I want more. Yeah. You think like that, then exactly. you'll smash through targets. That's why I don't think about setting an end goal too much because for me, I know how hard it is to be a British champion, let alone be a world champion. So think of all the people that have held a British title. It's Henry Coopers, it's Lennox Lewis, Tyson Fury, Joshua, people like that. If I can be among them names and then you get to there and you think, all right, what do, what do I do now? If I can be 27, 28 and win a British title, what's, what's, there's nothing. There's, that's an unbelievable achievement yeah. for someone like me. It's a great way to be, I guess. What you're saying is you'll achieve something, then you'll just straight away move the goalposts. Yeah, I do believe. I believe in the potential the that I've got. I know yeah. I've, I've got fast hands. I'm strong. I've got the will. I've got the will to do it. But you can do everything like that. You, as you said, you can train as hard as you can, but it still might not happen. So it's up to you. You've got to give yourself every single chance every time you train that you give yourself. You do it 100 percent as best as you can. So here's a question for me to all you boys: How much of boxing is mindset? How much of it is physical? 90% mindset for me. Without a Great, doubt. Johnny? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah, totally. If your mind's not in the right place, no. you don't matter how fit you are, how how bang on you are. You know, Mike Tyson had gone into fights. He'd probably given it three weeks training. Yeah. But he had that mindset to think, I'm having this. But yeah. once his head wasn't there... It wasn't the same. No. It wasn't the same. Would you say there's two? There's different types of mindset you can go in with? Because just a key point, on, I mean, Mike Tyson, he's so famous for being... When we talk about his mindset, the guy was a killer, wasn't he? He was... That, that was his... His goal was to get in there and hurt people. Johnny, yourself, when you go into a fight... Are you thinking about boxing, winning the fight? Are you thinking about doing whatever it is you, you need to do? Or do you have that in your head? You're like, do you have that killer instinct? Do you go in there wanting the knockout? Like, yeah. what's, what's your mindset on the night? When I'm talking to you about goals and things like that, that's yeah. me being realistic about what I can do. But when I go into a fight, the self-belief has got to be astronomical. And I've got to believe I can beat anyone in the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what you've got to believe. But at the same time, you can't let that rage. That was when I first started. You can't let that rage of that ultimate self-belief think that you just got to go out there like I did in that second fight and smash through everything because it doesn't work like that. Boxing's an art as this well. This is the fun bit. The, yeah. the fun of you, you, you learning and yeah. think, well, I'm going to do that. That's the fun bit. Yeah. Uh, and then once you've done that, you've got to, and, and I know it sounds bad, but you've got to have a, such an ego of self-belief. Yeah. If you want to be world champion and really believe you're the best fighter in the world, you've got to believe out of 7 billion people on this earth, there's nobody at your weight that can beat you. And you've got to really yeah. believe it. Yeah. And then when you go and fight with that kind of mentality, that's what makes you different from everybody yeah. else. But this, there's only probably a handful of world champions out there that they believe they're the best fight in the world. Yeah. There's only a handful. You know, there's so many world champions. And so you've got to have the arrogance, yeah. the self-belief, yeah. even if nobody else believes it, to think I'm the best fighter of seven billion people on this earth. You've yeah. got to think like that. What I'm scared of 
becoming is complacent about where I am. I'm very lucky and fortunate to be where I am, being under a great promotional company, being selling these amount of tickets. But for me, in my head, I'm always checking myself every week saying, or every night saying, just because you've got all this doesn't mean you've got a long, long way to go. And I think that's that not not an imposter. Like I spoke to James Haskell, funnily enough, about this rugby, and he was saying um, like that underdog mentality. I like I like being the underdog because it means that I've got to keep working hard. I've got to keep doing it. I shouldn't be here, but I'm still here. And people were saying, how's he got got to that? Got to be at this level and fighting on that. I like that because it's like I'm still proving people wrong, and it it gives me a hunger to keep going. So as I, as you said, the self belief is very important. But for me, the other side of that is that. If I keep thinking I've got to keep getting up this mountain and keep proving people wrong, that motivates me a lot as well. Plus, also with any young boxers, matchmaking is key. You need the right matches. It's as important as at the fight. right time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't wanna, like Johnny's fifth fight, fought in Guema, Spanish heavyweight champion, came through it, broken hand and a cut, but it might have been a step too far, a bit too a bit soon. Too soon. You I, know? Saw, I saw him grab his hand when you talk, spoke about the fight. Yeah. He grabbed his hand like yeah. <laughs> I was warming up on the pads and I thought something's not right in my hand here. And I thought, this before, yeah. Well, it was in the Shit. whole camp, but you know, like in a camp, you're like, oh, it's a niggle. I'll get yeah, over yeah. it. It'll be alright next week. It'll be alright. And every week it weren't actually getting better. And I thought, oh, they'll wrap it good on the fight night because you know, like you get a good yeah. hand wrapper and they wrap it nice. And it weren't any better. And I started hitting the pads and I thought a crunch, but. What can I say five? Yeah. What can I say five yeah. ten minutes before I go out to a fight in front of two and a half thousand people I've sold tickets to? I can't say, oh my hands hurt. And I got out and then that was all ballooned up like that and I fractured the metacarpal. But as you said, it might have been too soon. But that experience I gained from that, I've been six rounds with a durable guy under stressful conditions yeah, with a broken yeah, yeah. hand and a cut. That's going to stand me in good stead for when next time it comes when I've got to dig for a little bit of adversity. I've been there before. John, if if there, if there was one bit of advice. I'd love to give you is keep it as real as possible with that small circle yeah. of trust yeah. what you've got and keep that circle small Yeah. because these days now when you talked about yeah, I saw your eyes like when you talked about going to the gym with your granddad yeah. you know this now is what's going to keep you up there but when you start forgetting that and you start to bring more people yeah. into your circle right. and more people into, if you keep that circle tight your humour is their humour. Their humour is your humour. Your your success is theirs and vice versa. Johnny's very lucky he that he's got be, yeah, good people it's around It's so him. important. Yeah. Yeah. I loved hearing that little bit of a story yeah. about you and your family. I thought... You know, forget that. about forget about me and his mum. We've got like brother-in-laws yeah. and cousins. A big you know, family. Yeah. yeah. And they're proper, they're proper yeah. family. Keep, keep that circle they wouldn't care if I, was, if I was winning or losing. Them people there because they, they love yeah. me basically they're yeah. my family yeah. and as you said you've got to keep that circle small yeah. and you know who's there because they want to be there because they they like you and the people are there because they want to be associated yes. with you yeah and i'm not saying i'm a superstar or i've done anything but the following's getting bigger it will happen and, and if you can't get through to you they'll get through to people that are close yeah. to you yeah but you keep that circle because tight, the people totally at the time right. are honest with you as well yeah. and they'll tell you right this fight might be a bit too soon or you're not ready for that or maybe you should push on and try yeah. this do you know what i mean that's what i need people will give me real advice and don't just yeah. Tell me you what know, I want to hear. I can remember got home once after a fight and my daughter said, Dad, you got knocked down. You was right funny. And I'm like, <laughs> <"Thanks."> <laughs> you know, but, but, yeah, but that's, it was actually a natural reaction. Yeah. I'm yeah. dad at home. I'm yeah. dad. That's yeah. what, that's, I want the real stuff at home. Stuff. Totally. You know, and that's totally. what's important. Definitely. So would you say, Johnny, I guess from, from hearing your story there, um, what I'd want to get across here, so say there's your younger self. I know you sound very, like you were grounded from, from a young age. Very good raise. You were very well raised, obviously. you got to thank for that. Um, but in terms of these kids out there that are getting themselves into trouble and in terms of your younger self, um, from, from how you felt your development change mentally through boxing, what best piece of advice you'd give your younger self and give these young kids out there? It's very hard because, as you said, 
the modern world is ch is changing all the time and the challenges that people are facing. I'm very lucky, as you said, I've grown up. I've not had a privileged upbringing, but I've had a normal upbringing and I've had good parents around me. But it's very easy to fall into dark places or to be led astray. So the one thing I would say is don't follow the leader. That's one thing I've always lived by. Don't follow what someone else thinks is good or make your own mind up. And if you make your own mind up and you follow what's what you think is right, it will normally lead you to a, to a good place. That's a really good bit of advice. Oh, yeah. And again, saying about like, obviously you've got good people around you, you're really lucky for that. Obviously, would would, would we all agree that somebody that, that, that may not have that out there that may be listening to this, you can find that camaraderie, you can find that in, in a sport like boxing. Any sport, I would say, I, I arguably, would say, but definitely this sport, it could help. Not everyone's fortunate to have a mum and dad at home or mm -hmm. aunts or uncles. Not everyone's got that, but there's teachers there's youth clubs, there's sports teachers, there are people out there that are willing care. to help and care. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all we've all put a little bit back into society because you want to give that back to people as well. You know, mm -hmm. and there are good people out there, a lot of good people. And I guarantee if you walk into a boxing gym, you will find a person like that because there's yeah. not one boxing gym where you walk in. We went to Earlsfield a few weeks ago when yeah. we were sparring with Joyce. Just the camaraderie you can see between the boys there, 11-year-old boys, all different races and ages with the older boys, the seniors. They're like a little family in there. Yeah, you know, right. just touch you, on. You, you, you want it when there's a, a stranger come in the gym and that stranger wouldn't know who a, no. was a world champion, no, no, totally. uh, an amateur champion or a pure novice. Um, just a, a, another point that you made earlier. Um, if you're struggling outside in a boxing gym, one thing you learn to do is struggle together just because of the way to set up the sport yeah. of the sport. So... I guess that's another key thing all for in, anybody all out in there. It together. Yeah, you're all in it together, and it's one of those environments where if you're struggling, you'll have people to struggle with you, and you'll Definitely. learn a lot about yourself. Definitely. Brilliant. As always, thanks so much to our sponsors, Well Hydrate, Pulse Roll, NordVPN, and Real Power of One. Without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing, and obviously all proceeds of this podcast are going to Gloves Up, Knives Down. I'm so glad he had to reel all that off. And listen, <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us here on uh, Fighting on the Inside. I guess we're absolutely spot on, and uh, it's been fun, boys. Thank you, been a pleasure for having us. It's been an honour and such a great call, so Definitely. thank you for having us thank on. You. Before you go, uh -oh. we got a little game over there. <laughs> Oh, right. oh, the but all of those listening, I know we've just said goodbye. If you would like to see how Big John and Big John get on on the punch machine, please go check out social media, check out our YouTube, give us a follow, like, and subscribe. I, I don't like this game. What? I don't like that well, game. I, I well, beat Johnny earlier off camera, <laughs> so let's just quickly get that on It's record. all about technique, Johnny. It's <laughs> yeah. nothing else. I think there's a theme about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, This is Rocket Audio.